The Retro Lounge is a look back into the archives of the Recruiters Lounge podcast with Jim Stroud and Karen Matinen. The Recruiters Lounge podcast posted weekly between the years of 2005 and 2010. With energy, wit, and opposite points of view, <laughs> Jim Stroud and Karen Madden discussed, debated, and squabbled like children over HR issues that affected the workplace and society overall for the benefit of all who would listen. Today's episode, How to Make Money with Online Job Scams, originally aired on March 27, 2009. And in this episode, Karen and I discussed a recruiter who was facing possible time in jail for charging job seekers a fee for finding the work. Is what he did actually illegal? Was it really a scam or was it just a badly executed business plan? <laughs> Listen in, you will be surprised. This classic episode of the Recruiter's Knowledge Podcast will begin after this. Employer brand professionals know that doing great work involves doing big, high-level strategic thinking and getting your hands dirty. If that sounds like the kind of work you want to do, come listen to the Talent Cast. It's the world's most highly caffeinated employer brand podcast. Do you love four-letter words? Who doesn't? And then you mix recruiting news and insights in with those four-letter words. I'm Cheese. And I'm Chad. And we are the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. We, we out. Hi, I'm Jim Stroud. And this is Karen Matten, and, and welcome to the Recruiter's Lounge. The Recruiter's Lounge is a podcast of news, interviews, and commentary on the recruiting industry. And it was designed with you in mind. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your time in the Recruiter's Lounge. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome hey, Jim, to... Uh, before you start this podcast, uh, I yes. got a question to ask you. Remember that thing you were telling me about, that thing? What thing? Uh, that we were talking about, and I was telling my friend about it. It was the one about the thing that this, that thing that you were talking you about. You saying the thing, the thing. What are you talking what about? What are you talking about on, 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 on Starbucks, that one? What I was telling you... Yeah, my one. secret weapon. About it. Can you can you talk about that? My secret weapon. I told you not to tell anybody about. Oops. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Got it more. But come on. What, what's that thing called? Well, if you don't tell anyone, it's called talent hook. Yeah. <gasps> that's the one. That's the one. That's the one. Yes, yes. 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 Talent hook is it's a great tool. I can search uh, 1,850 plus internet resume resources, pay boards, free boards, search engines, niche sites. Um, I can automate it. It's OFCCP uh, compliant, too, isn't it? And it is OFCCP compliant. I don't tell people about Talent Hook because that's how I get my work done and I'm able to do other things, uh, like this podcast, for example. So don't tell people about Talent Hook. I'm trying to keep it to myself. Uh, okay. All right. Now let's start the show. Hey, Jim, wait, wait. Before we go on, because you know I told everybody already, so I might as well just... www.talenthook.com. T-A-L-E-N-T-H-O-K.com. Talent Hook. Sorry. Just like it sounds. I apologize, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. On with the show. Well, hello, everyone. Today, I'm getting to welcome everyone to the show. This is another episode of the Recruiter's Lounge. Woohoo! I'm Amin. And I am the hostess with the mostest. Guest named Jimmy Stroud sitting right next to me. Jimmy, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. (laughs) (laughs) That's my Karen. I don't like doing it. I hate doing it, but 
but I thought I'd have fun with it. So today, everybody, my ho- my guest is Jimmy Stroud. He's asking the questions, and I answer the answer. Mm-hmm. Isn't that always how we do it anyway? I think it is. <laughs> but at least it sounds a little different since you started off this time. Really? Is that a good thing? Uh, Yeah, it's a good thing. you got to switch it up every now and then. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, today our topic, and we have to go really quickly today because Jimmy has to leave and mm. put me on a schedule. So this is uh, going to be wonderful. Well, we'll see how close you stay to the schedule. We'll try uh, to stay to the schedule as quick as possible, okay? Let me help you out a little bit. On mm-hmm. our last episode of the Recruiter's Lounge, mm-hmm. um, we were in one of our heated debates, and we had to go because the time was running out, but we were talking about this particular recruiter who was doing some j- some serious jail time, who could be on his way to doing some super serious jail time if the feds um, get a wind of what he's doing. Um, it's a recruiter who was... Uh, scamming job seekers by charging them money to find well, you think it, it, Was he scamming them? We don't know. I mean, because he, he could honestly thought he was doing right by them, okay? He but called it, himself I, a career management I, counselor. It could be. It, it, I, I will retract that cause, because it turns out that the guy, he, he wasn't licensed to do what he was doing, right? Well, here's the thing, okay? You cannot legally charge candidates a fee in several states. Okay, wait, and wait, a majority wait, of wait what about outplacement services? Do you have to, I mean, I mean. Bonded. To okay. do that, you have to be bonded. Okay, let me rephrase this. You can legally charge candidates a fee as long as you are bonded in the state and you will, and then you also are going to live up to certain applicable laws. In other words, there are going to be certain fees that you can charge up to a cap. There are certain things you have to do. There are certain things you have to turn in. There's a lot of regulation involved with it, and there's a lot of these companies who consider themselves outplacement or career management firms that are charging candidates or even recruiters who are just saying, I'm going to charge a candidate because a candidate wants a job and he wants me to work for him. Well, the thing about it is, is that you can't do that unless you're bonded in a majority of states. That's step okay. one. And step two, because of the telephone, which becomes your worst enemy, the candidate state that you're doing it for, may your state may be cool, but the state that the candidate's in may not be. So someone could, okay, in this market, I know a lot of recruiters that I've spoken to mm-hmm. and Twitter uh, with as well. And let me throw that plug out there. If you want to connect with me on Twitter, please <laughs> do. I'm at twitter.com slash Jim Stroud, S-G-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D, twitter.com. I'm gagging here. You better put me in now. Okay, go and ahead. Also, of course, to connect with Karen on, on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash hirecentrics, which is H-I-R-E-C-E-N-T-R-I-X. Okay. Uh, twitter.com slash hirecentrics. Okay, so with recruiters so that you... with people um, uh, about this because a lot of recruiters who are, are, of course, feeling the pinch of these recessionary times are expanding their skills into the outplacement arena. I know, and that's some danger shit. Excuse well, me. That, I'm gonna, I just swore there. I'm sorry. I apologize. But don't cut that out because that's how severe. That's don't cool. cut that, okay? I beg of you. Because that is some really dangerous stuff, guys. I mean, how's a it, lot of people. How is it dangerous? Because I know a lot of people are making some extra bucks uh, coaching people with their, their uh, recruiter experience and showing them, okay, you know, I think like a recruiter. I'm a recruiter. I'm going to help you think uh, like me so you can get a better job. I mean, how's that? bad to help these candidates. Because when you charge a okay, there's a lot of things that are going to come into place in regards to charging a candidate, an applicant, as they call it, okay? Mm-hmm. And in regards to the government, okay, first off, most people don't even know this. Before our President Reagan was in power, and before he got this magical idea in his head of deregulating almost every industry in the world, 
our industry was regulated nationally and as well throughout the whole United States. Every state we were regulated, okay? Right. And then President Reagan said, we're going to leave it up to every state. Mm. Sure that they decide individually if they want to regulate or not regulate, okay? Right. Now, out of 50 states, I would say about 30 of them today regulate basically all agencies. And when all I agencies. regulate all agencies, that means you have to have a license to do the job as a recruiter. Okay, what agency regulates recruiters? Uh, what do you mean? You said there's an agency, and anybody's understood you, but you said there's an all, there are agency. At one point, every recruiting was regulated by agencies before they were deregulated by Reagan. Okay, so who the government, the Department of Labor, was regulated recruiters prior to Reagan. Like, for example, in New Jersey, the Department of Labor would pretty much regulate what you do. Okay. Okay, and now there's other now other states say, look, we're not going to regulate every industry, every agency. But what we will regulate is the applicant-paid agency. And that means that the applicant-paid agencies are subject to labor regulations. Some of them are, are saying, hey, you need to have a license requirement. You have to deal with consumer protection laws, all those other areas. Then there's other states that say, you know what, we're not going to regulate exactly what you do, but we're going to regulate how you do it, but we're not going to require that you have to have bonding. Now, by the way, when you regulate or regulate as an applicant-paid agency, majority of these states that do regulate you, you must be bonded to do this, to do your job. If you as a recruiter are going to charge a candidate, there's going to be a cap of what you can charge that candidate, that applicant. And there are certain services you must be doing, but, again, you must be bonded to be able to do this. Now, when you say being bonded, is, is that so that if, say, I give somebody advice on their resume, Mm-hmm. And the resume I, they, that I helped them get, or I helped, the resume that I helped them prepare, did not supposedly land them a job, or at least, ah, or, they think, or they think because of the resume they didn't land a job. How, hello. Career management services—it's a little bit more than just writing the resume. It's saying I'm going to charge you like five thousand dollars. Like you've heard of some of those companies out there, the ones that say we'll charge you five thousand dollars and we're going to help you get a job. And what we're going to do is send your resume to all these different places. We're going to teach you how to interview. We're going to teach you how to walk and to walk, walk and walk the talk and all that other crap. Right. They say we'll help you get that job. They can't make you cannot guarantee anyone that promise. You cannot guarantee anyone that promise. I don't. I have heard. So many people in even our own industry say that recruiters, if you've got 100 names, you should be able to make about three. In certain industries, you should get this many placements per industry. And I'm like, guys, it all is going to come down to company, city, weather, time frame. You've got to look at the environment, the economy. There's so many different variables that can affect how or when a person is going to get a job. So they get in trouble when they start guaranteeing. Well, it's more than they're going to help you get this particular no, job. Yeah, you get into one moment you start charging. And okay. it's what you're charging. If you're going to charge $200 for a resume, that's one thing. When you start charging $5,000 to do the job, that's a little bit more than what they said. So that's what the Consumer Protection Acts come in and say, we're not going to let a person who's desperate get taken advantage of. When you're desperate to save your house, when you're desperate to get your job, you're going to listen to somebody's going to tell you. And if they've got the word professional in front of their name and they say that they're this or they're that and they talk a good talk, people will pay money to make sure they save that house. Well, the law says, you know what, 
people, are, sometimes they get stupid when they're desperate. When you're hungry, you get really dumb sometimes. This is not a fact down to anyone because I, too, when I've been desperate, have been stupid. And believe me, Jim, you know that's true. Well, I haven't been desperate. I still can be stupid. Yeah. So I guess my question, so I guess what I want to ask you then, to, for a recruiter who wants to get into the outplacement business but they want to sort of protect themselves, perhaps it would be in their best interest to not, um, to, or rather it would be in their best interest to sell a product no, no, no. To... It would be their best interest to go to their local Department of Labor and find out what their state laws are, and then they also should try to maintain their job with, uh, and their candidates and their applicants within their state, unless they're going to try to become licensed in every other state, because let me give you another problem. But they wanted to get licensed to sell a book or to well, sell a video or something. I'm going to give you a perfect example. All right. You do, I'm a recruiter, and I decide that I want my a client calls me up from New Jersey. And I don't have a license for the business in New Jersey to recruit, okay? Mm. And my client does not want to pay. New Jersey law states that if I decide I want to go sue my client in New Jersey, chances are I'm not going to get paid. Mm. Okay. Because I don't have a license. Now, that actually is a fact, and I can actually give the actual email, I mean, the website link for this, okay? And there's also several states like this. Nevada, for example, they allowed this one recruiter to be able to do to get paid because the client contacted the recruiter who was in California, and the candidate came from California. So because of those two variables, the recruiter was able to get it. But if the recruiter had contacted the client and the candidate had been from Nevada, things might not have been so hunky-dory for the candidate for the recruiter. Okay. Mm. Um, so, but that was just the two variables that were in this particular case that happened. Now there's enough there's a lot of states that say you don't have a license in this state and you call in and you try to get the job the client doesn't want to pay you may not get paid. And that's why we as recruiters must be very cautious of what we do and how we do our job. Because there are some unscrupulous people out there. Even my saying this could be a concern. Well, let me ask you this for someone who just wants a, a crash course in all the legal um, hurdles that could happen. Where would you direct them to? EOC, Department of Labor, to you? Oh gosh, no, because that's the problem. I'm sorry for laughing. I'm not trying to sound facetious here, but I mean, there's so many. There's at least fifty, fifty federal agencies that probably oversee what we do. Not to mention that every state has their own law and has their own areas that you got to look at. So, you mean, you got the EEOC, you got the Department of Labor, that's the DOL, you got the FTC, you got the IRS, you got the INS, you got the OFCCP, UGESP, you know, Department of Justice, DOJ. Can I continue? You got no, right. that's a lot. I mean, that's just federal. I mean, and the federal list goes on and on and on. You got it. And even as we talked about, even what we do with the the phone, the Federal Trade Commission, you got all these different regulations that come out every so often. I mean, Obama just in this last month pulled out a tremendous amount of regulations. The RISA, for example, you've got the the Whistleblower Act that came out. You've got the Pay Wage Act that came out, which is what Lily Better, the Lily Better, whatever you call that, letter law. You know, these things keep coming out every month, every week, every year. I mean, there's like if you were to go tomorrow to the Senate House or the floor, 
just even to the House or the Senate, you will see over 50 per month of bills that keep going on and in and, and, and always all the time, trying to change a new law, trying to bring something out. I mean, like right now, there is a law that you and I probably, we both disagree on, mm-hmm. the Employment Freedom Choice Act. <laughs> that's that a whole other show. Yeah, well, well that's, actually, that's two shows we did on that. That yeah. has been a different one, exactly. And that was actually pretty strong responses on those two. I have a very strong feeling about that because I am really, I I look at the economy and I see fraud and I see that's what's causing the problem with our economy, but you see something different. That's cool. That's what makes the world go round. The yeah. problem is, it's, uh, that's the reason I brought, I created Higher Centrics, guys. I created Higher Centrics to try to stay up with the laws for you. Um, Higher Centrics right now, it's still in beta form and I'm really not promoting it yet completely. But just know that when we're ready to go public, we're going to have the best trainers, the best educators. We're going to have lawyers for advisors. We're going to have individuals there for you so that you as a recruiter, you in HR, will have a place that you can depend on to get accurate information and you don't have to hear me speak all the time. We're going to have HR individuals who are going to be on a daily show as well, as well as our show. And Jim, by the way, is also helping us out with this site. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. But the issue is it's hard to keep up with this information. And if I didn't also have my network of people, I would tell you, I would probably be like, ah, but here's a suggestion. I always say play it safe. Right now, discrimination has gone up through the roof. Employment lawsuits have reached pinnacle highs. And the problem that comes from all of this is that you don't need to be that statistic. Even if you, the statistics are one in a thousand, when it happens to you, that 1,000% is you. And that, you don't want to be that 1,000% because it hurts. Because you're number one then. And you don't have the money to pull yourself out of this. Awareness is important. For me, I just say, look, if it sounds stupid or it sounds like really caustic or it sounds dangerous, well, I'm going to find out information. I'm going to try to make sure I have a lot of insurance, and I'll make sure that not just the company has insurance, but I personally have errors and emissions insurance. And that's how you can protect yourself. Well said. Hold on. Well said, and we're about out of time. Um, (laughs) As always, it's been interesting, Karen M. I hope so. I mean, I'm not trying to lecture. Again, this is Never. not a goal. And there's a no. lot of people I think you bring good information. I think you bring information out that people uh, find interesting, I, I, <laughs> especially our listeners. That's why I mean, they, that's why they listen. And too. By the way, because right now a lot hmm. of people think they've got these – I've got called by these individuals who don't know the laws. I've got a guy who called me up the other day saying they had started a, a firm like this and they were charging candidates. And no, that we got into a conversation. No, they weren't bonded. And yes, this guy was trying to do stuff all over the country, and they're calling up candidates, and they were charging them five thousand bucks a head. And I'm like, how? and I asked him. I said, how many employees do you have to handle all these candidates you're calling on? Only four. So you're going to charge five thousand bucks a head to have hundreds of employees, and you only got four employees working for you? I don't mean applicants. Sorry. Do you see how fraudulent that is? 
How yeah. can you give anyone, if you're going to charge somebody $5,000 to help them get a job and you promise to get them a job, you better be giving them 100% time then, and you better help them get that job before you go get another person on board, don't you think? I would think so. I mean, there is the problem that comes, and that's why the government protecting these guys. You can't just say, okay, now I'm bonded, I'm going to get... No, there are laws and supervisions that you'll have to oversee, too. That's why they oversee you. Hey, guess what, guys? There's a lot of companies out there who start a lot. You can say, well, I heard about this company. They do it, and this company does it. Come back in the next couple of months and then tell me, are those companies still around? Because I tell you, they won't be. They go down and get closed faster than I could say boo. There are so many of these guys that start, and there's so many of these offices that get closed. There are some that are still around, too, that have not been yet closed out because they do other businesses, but they just haven't been busted yet. This guy, he'd been around for a while, but he got busted. And you know what? It's going to be painful. Do you? This is an actual federal crime. He's going to jail. He's going to jail, but hopefully before he goes, he will listen to the Recruiter's Lounge podcast. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we're out of time. I'm sorry. So, uh, oh, before, can I just say this? Oh, we're out of time. That third party, that there are many in most states, there's a placement fee limit for third-party recruiters. Some states require a test for their counselors or managers. Can you believe that? You can reach Karen at Karen at com or on Twitter uh, at twitter.com slash hirecentrics. Or you can reach me, Jim, at Jim at com or twitter.com slash jimstroud. Thank you guys for listening. And if all minds and hearts are clear, and even if they're not, we're going to go. Okay. So talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, that's the end of our show. And as always, you've been a very great audience. If you like what you heard, love what you heard, or simply hate what you just heard, uh, please let us know. You can reach me, Jim Stroud, at jim at com or karen at com. Also, if you would, please uh, subscribe to us by iTunes or just subscribe to the site, uh, of course, therecruiterslounge.com. The theme song of the Recruiter's Lounge is courtesy of Brain Bucket and the Podsafe Music Network. Find them online at music.podshow.com. And so this ends this edition of the Retro Lounge, home of classic episodes of the Recruiter's Lounge podcast. If you haven't already, uh, subscribe now so you don't miss a future episode. Okay, cool. Until next time, bye-bye. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And And we're we're the the Professional Professional Book Book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy happy reading. reading!